Communication Interrogation podcast hosted by Eve, Race, Tatiana, and Jean. On the 13th of January 2023, a series of crimes were committed by someone in this room. Not only were these crimes predetermined and calculated, but they were crimes against language. <gasps> I will now interrogate these three suspects misinterpret, misjudge, and misterm. It's actually Mr. M. Sorry, Mr. M it is then. Nevertheless, I will find who committed these crimes and I will find which one of you misspoke. But Miss Buck isn't present. Oh, uh, never mind. Sir, misinterpret, where were you on Friday the 13th? Well, I was talking away to my friend on the phone at around 10am. She's French, so it was the afternoon for her. It can't have been. It would have been 11am. Oh, silly me, always misinterpreting things. I don't think that's a misinterpretation. Okay, anyways. So it was 11am there and I noticed her use of multimodality. I'm sorry? Yes. She was talking on the phone to me and then she sent me a photo of herself with a caption of what I believe to be some kind of heart picture whilst on the phone. What an odd woman. Do you mean a heart emoji? And how did you respond? Well, I sent the same thing back. A photo with a heart emoji. Okay. And how did all of this make you feel? I mean, I guess. Well, I was confused. I felt like she broke our discussion and didn't adhere to the rule of conversation. She broke a key maxim. What maxim? She broke Grice's maxim of manner and relevance, actually. How so? Well, she sent me an irrelevant photo that stunted our conversation, and I found that horrifically rude, hence manner, and the photo wasn't even related to the conversation, hence relevance. I see. Could she have been introducing semiotics? <sighs> no, because there was no meaning behind that stupid photo. Semiotics refers to a meaning potential, and there was none of the sort. A collection of modes makes sense, detective. Not that you have any idea. Enough! You don't have a clue. You need a semiotic resource to make a mode to have a meaning. Plus, although there's no meaning to you, there may be tons for your friend. <sighs> Sorry, I don't know what came over me there. Did your friend do anything else? Indeed she did. When we were saying goodbye, she said, see you later, I guess. I didn't see her later that day, though. Don't you think she was just trying to meet Halliday's theory, that language resources are used to fulfil social functions? No, I think she was conforming to colour's theory, actually. For the purpose of the recording, that is. That the rules of English make it possible to utter grammatical and ungrammatical sentences. Had anyone else that day said an ungrammatical sentence to you? Yes, you. I doubt that very much. Yeah, you did. Every time you greet me with yo or reply to something with yeah, yeah, of course. I never do that, and I don't know what you are talking about. No further questions. Bring me the next suspect! So, we finally meet Mr M. Well, you unfortunately can't be here today and are joining us for your video call. Yes, I'm in China currently, but we met just earlier, actually. Anyway, where were you on Friday the 13th? Well, I want to meet Mr. George to discuss business matters. Wait, you met up with one of the suspects' spouses on the day these crimes were committed? I do say, Mr. M, you aren't painting yourself in a very good light. Don't you worry, detective. I can explain myself. I'd like to explain using a concept, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. When I say I met Mr. George, I actually met him online to discuss matters over a WhatsApp call. 
we then used WeTransfer to send documents and then uploaded them into Google Docs to discuss and annotate them further. Oh wow, that's a lot of platforms. How did you possibly keep track of everything? We didn't need to. If I may use my concept of polymedia, we may have been using multiple media platforms, but they fit our communicative needs. So polymedia provides a term for the dynamic model that we were subconsciously employing. But couldn't you have just used one platform to make it easier? No. Detective, you can't accomplish every task using one form of media. For example, Mr. Judge said, "Well, we need a new idea," and he said this over Microsoft Teams. However, he also wrote this in Google document. And do you think those statements had the same meaning over both forms of social media? Yes. No. Yes. No. They both have different meaning depending on the media form. You should know this, detective. You use different form of media all the time. I do not. How dare you? You can't. No more questions. Next. Actually, how do we know it wasn't you that committed these crimes? What? Maybe it was you. Maybe this was your cover all along. Maybe we should ask you some questions. Please state your full name for the recording. This is ridiculous. I'm a detective. Now. <sighs> Fine, Detective Smith. Fine. Mr. Smith. That's more like it. So, Mr. Smith, where were you on Friday the thirteenth? Well, it was really a hard time for me. I had to. Oh, cut it out! Tell us the truth before we just guess you're guilty. Okay, okay. Give me a chance. I actually was speaking to Miss Judge that day. Really? Why? That's interesting, Mr. Smith. That you would be talking to a suspect on the day of the crimes being committed. Don't you worry, detective. I can explain myself. Well, this is sounding oddly familiar, isn't it, Mr. M? Yes, it is, Detective. Okay, quit it. I, I was talking to Miss Judge about days we aren't busy, and I noticed how she sometimes makes mistakes in her grammar. For example, she said it needs to be booked for next week, and I was unsure if this was a mistype as we were talking over text, or this is how she speaks and just understood grammar wrong. Holiday theorizes that the large culture paradigm causes a cultureist reduction, and therefore wrongly groups certain people together. I didn't want to assume this just because she's from a different country. So, do you agree with Holiday's theory of small cultures instead? Well, it depends because I believe Miss Judge's utterances can be influenced by her ethnic community, but I don't believe it is the only influence. For example, when she drops letters and words from sentences such as in "Do you prefer by mail?" instead of "Would you prefer it to be sent by mail?" This shows a potential cultural influence. I think in this case, the influence was more her use of ELF. Can you explain for the recording what ELF is and why you think this in the case of Miss Judge? ELF is English as lingua franca, which is a common language between two speakers who don't share a native language. Miss Judge's native language is French, so she may have made mistakes in English as it is not her native language. Hmm. And do you not think she could have been using World English or a nativized local English instead, as mentioned by Salden? 
No, because Saldan pointed out that neither of those options had been legitimised yet. So ELF is the only option as it has new cultural modifications and can be taught in a certain way. That is interesting. That is interesting. That's even more interesting because you're a native English speaker. What does that have to do with anything? As a native English speaker, you couldn't have been engaging in a conversation that involves ELF as English wouldn't be a common non-native language. On top of that, I myself had a very long conversation with Miss Judge on that day, and I know you didn't speak with her. But you said you spoke to your French friend. Who do you think my French friend is? Uh. Who did you actually speak with that day? And don't lie to me again! Alright, fine. I spoke to Mr M. Everything in his statement was true, apart from the name. I knew something was off with that. Miss Judge is a miss, so it doesn't have a spouse. Yeah, that was quite a major slip-up. To explain, I didn't say that I was speaking to Mr M because we struggled to understand each other, and I didn't want to upset him by saying the wrong thing, and I assume he thought the same about me. But why do you struggle to communicate? We have different backgrounds, different languages, and different ways of speaking, such as our dialects and accents. If you speak to Miss Judge, she'll explain everything. Okay, fine. Interview terminated at 4.03pm. Next suspect, please. So, Miss Judge, would you care to fill in the blanks about the group's communicative practices, or shall I just guess what everyone has been up to? No, no, that won't be necessary. Let's start from the beginning. As has already been mentioned, I spoke to Miss Interpret around... 10 a.m. UK time, just after waking up. That transaction lasted until around 4 p.m. After that, I didn't speak to Mr. Smith all day, but I did converse with Mr. M at around 6 p.m. in person. So you did speak with Mr. M. Interesting. Do continue. I find it confusing sometimes conversing with Mr. M due to my action being inhibited by certain structures. To explain, Holiday described the concept of his grammar of culture as loose relationship which represent a conversation between different domains. For example, Mr. Hem is Chinese and his native language is inhibiting my understanding of him using ELF. So Mr. M's culture and language is difficult for you to understand because you are from elsewhere? Precisely. I'm not saying Mr. M's culture is the only thing affecting his language and understanding, but as his culture can be seen as very different to European and specifically English culture, it can be seen to be influencing him. For example, he may say, yes, I understand, but what he really means is, please explain this to me. I also believe that another of Mr. M's issues with understanding is because of his multilingualism and as he doesn't engage in translanguaging. Translanguaging? Yes, it is the idea that bilinguals don't just speak two languages separately, but they have one linguistic repertoire that society has decided certain features belongs to as two separate languages. Garcia and Lee theorizes this. So code switching then? Similar but not quite. Code switching is bound 
as in the name, by codes, whereas translanguaging isn't restricted by code boundaries. However, they are similar as they both contrast against language purism and recognize the value of merging languages. For example, I often say, uh, j'ai pas trop compris, and then follow this up with, I didn't understand, can you repeat? Showing how I merge my two languages. However, Mr. M doesn't tend to do this and keeps his languages separate. So how does this all link to the crimes? Well, Mr. M was busy talking with me and the length of each utterance is longer than usual due to us struggling to understand each other. So he hadn't the opportunity to commit the crimes. Whereas Mr. Smith seems to have lied through his teeth all day, so... I see, I see. Well, that's it. Call all these suspects together. We need to explain what happened on that day. I've gathered you all together to explain who committed these crimes. But what have we actually supposed to have done? On Friday the 13th of January 2023, one of you three spoke to those who were destroying our own language, those who pose the greatest threat to the words we speak and are trying to change how we say them. And who would that be? The elderly. I was expecting you to say teenagers. Teenagers exhibit qualities that extend language, diversify it, and yet still adhere to basic foundations of language. They embrace accents and dialects and cultural concepts that only they understand. The elderly refuse to accept these changes and instead fight against them. Well, I wasn't expecting that. To summarise, Mr M and Miss Judge were both busy talking to each other and myself. Mr Smith spoke to Mr M briefly that day too. However, what he didn't manage to lie about is the rest of his day. Mr Smith, it was you who committed that crime against the state of language and you'll be sentenced at a later date. No, but I can explain. You betrayed us as young people and disappointed our student audience. But please, give me another chance. I believe that's case closed. I guess. Sources and references for podcast. Garcia, 2016, Multimodality from the Oxford Handbook of Language and Society. Grice, 1975, Logic and Conversation. D. Sassur, 1916, Course in General Linguistics. Halliday, 1976, Theory of Language from Cohesion in English. Colour, 1975, Structuralist Poetics. Structuralism, Linguistics and the Study of Literature. Mandiao, 2015, Polymedia and Ethnography, Understanding the Social and Social Media. Holiday, 1999, Small Cultures. Horner and Weber, 2018, Introducing Multilingualism, a Social Approach. Garcia and Wei, 2014, Translanguaging, Language Bilingualism and Education. Othgoy, Garcia and Reed, 2012, Clarifying Translanguaging and Deconstructing Name Languages, A Perspective from Linguistics. <laughs>